a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. It's a beautiful weekend to go ahead and thank those wonderful men and women of our armed forces for giving us a wonderful country to live in. Thank you very much for those of you who uh, are serving our country. For those of you who have uh, passed away, we thank those individuals and those family members still alive. Um, I thank my father, who was a wonderful Marine in the Marine Corps uh, First Division who fought in Korea and quite frankly um, died uh, as a result partially because of his uh, injuries in the war. My father was part of the military police. Awesome. So yes. Thank him. We're so so thankful for those individuals, and that's that's what we celebrate is their lives and what they've done uh, on this, the uh, 25th of May, 2019, here at Radio Law Talk. Again, we always say our country's not perfect, the court system is not perfect, but it's the best we have, and it's the best in the world. And we appreciate it and thank those individuals. If you want to talk to us, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. I'm here with Denise Dirks, my co-host, and our um, producer, Cal Hunter, behind the glass. We have a case or no case we're going to have, which is everybody's favorite. Those of you who are just joining us, and we do have uh, a couple of new affiliates, uh, at least as of this week. Uh, case or no case is a fun thing we do. It's like playing along, like those game shows you play in the evening. Um, it's it's a, a case that Cal's going to give to us. We're going to determine whether or not it's a case or he's tricking us and what the outcome of the case is. We're also going to talk about shocker. Here we go. Johnny Depp's lawsuits. If it wasn't for Johnny Depp, probably we'd have to close down Radio Law Talk. <laughs> Uh, if it wasn't for Weinstein and 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 Johnny Depp, we, we would close it down. We wouldn't have anything to talk about. Or Trump. We're going to talk about Trump and California are at odds again. They're fighting each other, and this is interesting what the fight is over. Obviously, it's over the wall. And so Trump says, yeah, I'm going to cut some funding for that junky uh, – overpriced rail, what is it, the super... The super, high-speed high train, speed train to nowhere, yes. Yes. I, well, <laughs> tell us how you feel, Cal. <laughs> I'm just, that's that's what our Congress... It is way it. over budget, <laughs> and we're going to discuss that. Some interesting... And then Assange. we got to... Uh, Denise talk about Assange is indicted, and that's a really interesting thing. We're going to talk about the difference between First Amendment... And whether or not the freedom rights. of the press, yeah. different things. Yeah, and whether or not he the, the, he apply I mean, what he's doing is is he part of the press? He's not traditional press, but how things have changed with the internet and the social media define what press is. Um, obviously, we are all for the press here at Radio Law Talk because we believe we are similar to the press uh, in that we discuss and bring out topics uh, of importance, but. Uh, anyway, uh, tweet us at Radio Law Talk, and remember, we are only talking about general topics of law. Do not take everything we say to the local judge and say, according to Denise and Fred and the local uh, Radio Law Talk, this is what they said. Only use it at Christmas time or Hanukkah or Thanksgiving around your in-laws when you want <clears throat> to kind of say, look, I know better than that. This is what Radio Law Talk says. That's about the only time you should use it. Other than that, uh, don't worry about it. You know, don't, you use use your local counsel. 
So call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. And if not, we're going to get going with what's called case or no case because Cal is busy on the phone. But we will have case or no case rolling in here in just a second. We also have uh, podcasts on www.radiolawtalk.com, and we have podcasts going back several year, years. Years. So, yes, it's really something to listen to. By the way, did you know this is our 101st um, show? Episode? Episode last, last Saturday was our 100th show. I did not know that. That explained all the celebrating. <laughs> we have a caller on the telephone from Laughlin, Nevada, who very briefly, Larry, if you can give us very briefly hey, uh, what you got going on, go ahead. Yeah, I got involved uh, with uh, trying to understand trust law. Um, in the original trust, there's Article 6, where at the death of the first spouse, the trust separates into a survivor's portion and an exemption portion. And the exemption portion is actually uh, connected to, uh, I guess, Prop 13 and Prop 58, the uh, uh, parent-child extension. But Article 6.2 says there's a six-month deferment allowance. So but quickly, within six months, what's, what's your you question, can divide Larry? the yeah. trust into two separate uh, trust instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do, Larry, we got to take it off the air. But, Larry, I'm going to cut – I'll cut to the chase right now. Number one, we got to be careful giving legal advice. But – None of us here, sitting here, practice estate planning law. Uh, there is a lawyer that is on our website that does, but I have absolutely, Larry, I'm sorry, I have no idea what the answer is. Denise, you have no idea either. No, because it's under Nevada law, and when you're talking Actually, about... California law. Yeah, but still even that, we're not estate planning lawyers, and that's why I say I would love to okay. help you, but I can't, Larry. I don't know that area of law, and neither does Denise and Todd, okay. but, but, but that's why... I was trying to make... The separation never occurred. Yeah, I don't know. Within the six-month time limit, so oh. I'm going to say there's only one valid trust instrument. Well, I, mean, I this, this involves abduction, and uh, the DA prosecuted my aunt, and she got convicted of 12 felonies, and oh. including false wow. imprisonment. Sounds complicated. Like um, you know what? Uh, it sounds it like it would have been a really good case or no case. I know, right? <laughs> right. It because would. that's um, that's a lot of information. Hey, Larry, thank you for listening to us. I wish I could help you on that. And I, I, we want to hear those questions, but it's hard for us sometimes to answer questions because we got to be careful because none of us practice in Cal. We practice in California, but you know, in other states, it's different. But uh, go seriously, find local counsel, call them up. A lot of times, they'll give you free legal advice right over the phone, just for a few minutes. They'll give you consultation. Yeah, yeah I canvas just about every uh, litigation or trust litigation lawyer. Yeah, and all of California. I. I'm telling you this. Uh, at one point, I had three lawyers and three accountants because it went into receivership. Oh boy! Wow. I'm doing I'm doing this all pro se. Wow. Improper. Okay? Improper lawyer. I have a I have a petition in a court right now, um, a challenging uh, a trust uh, instrument five different ways. Wow. So I've decided I've had to do it myself. Well, if you're doing the it yourself, then the out yeah. of the market and yeah. a lot of them simply don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, and about. you really need a good attorney if you're doing it yourself, I would think. So thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Wish we could be of greater help. And good luck good to luck you. Good luck to yeah, you, buddy. No, no thanks, Larry, yeah. for listening. Yeah. Hey, Cal, let's roll the case or no case. You want to do that? Yeah, let's just all get All right, started. here we go. Why not? All right, here we go. Get let's started. Let's get this ready. And All right, there we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! All right, here we go. Hey, How much time do we have? Not much. Uh, we have enough that I think I can get the story out there. There is a resident from right. New York who just moved to 
Where'd he go? He moved anyway to a, a, a state in the south, and I'll give you this in a second. He just moved there, and he went into a convenience store. And he saw a man purchase an 88-ounce super big gulp that looked like it was in a beach bucket, you know, full of sand. Wow. And he immediately called the authorities because he said the man was harming himself, drinking a big soda. And uh, he called the police and said, there's a, there's a guy in the store harming himself right now, right now. He's doing it. So the police come running, prepared for the worst. <laughs> they were relieved but not amused when the self-harmer was a rather large man sucking down a soda. But instead of the big gulper getting in trouble, the man who just moved from New York to Mississippi, Gulfport, uh, <laughs> was facing handcuffs. Another one suggested, well, maybe a ticket book would be all right. But the man who just moved from New York was looking for his lawyer's phone number. And I ask you, case or no case? Well, we got about 30 seconds yeah, left. About is that about it, Council? About, about, about right. Yeah. Okay, what are we going to do is I'm going to talk to you, first of all, the thing that was interesting. Yeah. He moves from New York to Mississippi. Right. I think you have to take a special class <laughs> from New York to Mississippi. Right. On, right. on This is the do's and don'ts of, of Mississippi. Not that Mississippi's bad. It's just that it's, it's going to be so different. It's different, exactly. Than, than New York where they want to uh, make sure that everybody is okay and not harming themselves to Mississippi where it's like, let's just enjoy life a little bit. We're going to be back. We're going to talk about it. Denise and I are going to tell you what we think about this case or no case. Man moving from New York to Mississippi. Hey, tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Class of Cultures coming up on Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW.
You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. Case or no case, let's find out what happens when an individual from New York moves to Mississippi and decides to see an overweight individual drinking a massive, massive thing of soda, approximately an 88-ounce super drink, and calls the police to say this guy's going to harm himself. So, Because, you know, in New York, it's against the law because of all the sugar, and Mayor Bloomberg got this ordinance passed with the city council, and you can't do that. But this guy just moved to Mississippi, and he said, you're harming, he's harming, officers, he's harming himself. Yeah. That is a, can I, can I opine? I wish you would. So, case or no case, my answer is, in New York, in Mississippi, if you want to drink an 88-ounce uh, super big gulp or whatever you want to call it, you can do that, and that is not an issue. And the fact that if he's calling the police, and, and if it's a false uh, you know, phone call, he can be given probably a ticket. But I think this is all kind of generally issues between New York and Mississippi, but it's not a case. It's just a scenario you brought up to make us think what happens if a New Yorker tries to implement this law in Mississippi. And that's what you're doing, so it's no case. So you're saying no case. All right, no fair case. enough. Uh, Denise, what say you? Case or no case? If it were a case, what would be the outcome? If it is not, well, there is no outcome. So um, Because we're both at zero. I mean, we don't we have are. much to lose. Right. <laughs> and so, zero. Um, the man was placed in can handcuffs, and then he looked for his lawyer's phone number. Right, exactly. I'm not going to tell you whether he filed the case or not. I'd like to leave that open. But uh, Yeah, well, the, the problem with that language is that he just came from New York, so his lawyer would be from New York, so he would probably have to have a New York attorney. And why would he be calling for a New York attorney unless... There was, he was on a warrant in out of New York or something to that effect. Uh-huh. Um, I think all of those are good possibilities. So, because he's not getting arrested for filing, making a false police report. That's not going to be the arrest that he's being made. I think he has an outstanding warrant in New York. He calls his lawyer in New York and he's going to get extradited to New York, which kind of falls along what we're going to talk about this hour, doesn't it? I say case, and I say he's going to get extradited to New York. Okay, well, that uh, both are reasonable conclusions. Fred says nothing, whole cloth, phony baloney. Denise says, look, the guy got arrested for something other than making the, the yep. bad police report. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get too much farther into this, I just want to share some information with you, and that is that the governor of the great state of Mississippi, has signed a bill that is specifically called the Anti-Bloomberg Bill (laughs) that prohibits restrictions of portion sizes of any type in the state of Mississippi. (laughs) That means Fred's right. (laughs) you got to take the class, New Yorkers. Which means those of you who think it was a case, that would be Denise. And you know what to do that. figured that one out. Because Fred got it nailed just like that. (laughs) I knew that. I knew something. I just can't see a New Yorker moving to Mississippi. Uh, uh, Going to Mississippi? Uh, Why? uh, No, no. But you're going to get three times the amount of money. And you can get a bigger house. Uh, uh-uh, I ain't going to Mississippi. I'm from New York, so 
So, yeah. I have a question. Sure. Uh, Fred, you've won the spaghetti dinner that yes, is the prize yeah. for yes. winning Case or No Case. It's a prize, yeah. Recently. So, are you going to share? That's the first question. And my second question is, what are we playing for now? Uh, the oh, answer is, question. we'll talk about what we're playing for after the break and uh, when people don't listen to us. But the answer is, I might. It depends on my mood that day. So, <laughs> let's move on. All right? Uh, All right. Case why no did case. I share the lemon bars last year? <laughs> exactly. He'll, right. he'll share. He always does. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is <laughs> case or no case. Join us at 855-LAW-RADIO if next time you want to talk about case or no case or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. You know what? We would not have, we really would not have uh, Radio Law Talk without Johnny Depp. Now, those of you who don't know the lawsuit that's going on or those of you who are following us that are happy to follow us on this case, it is fascinating because this guy is so wealthy. He's at least at one time the number one uh, money producer, apparently, actor in the world. He was at least... Uh, one or two, but at the top as receiving the most money for his his uh, movies and uh, the what do you call that movies when you get it later? What's that called, Cal? Residuals. Residuals. That's the word. Residuals for movies. But now it's starting to dip a little bit because he's got some issues coming up. Now the biggest issue that's happened throughout the last year that we've talked about is Johnny Depp sued his former managers and his lawyers over a number of things, and we're not going to get into all the details of that. He settled out with his managers, claiming okay, you guys took some of my money. They settled with some of his lawyers that said you didn't have a contract. You took um, uh, fees that you weren't supposed to because you have to, under California law, have a contract, which he won, by the way. And they had to uh, give back some of that money. And his final lawsuits that are going on now is, number one, he's suing his ex-wife, Amber Heard, who is kind of the... I'm going to say the Me Too movement, um, she's like a self-prescribed Me Too movement starter, I guess you want to say. But he, he's, he's, he's arguing that she defamed him on, uh, I believe it was a television show, or she did, a, she did some sort of interview. Um, and uh, he's suing her for 40 or $50 million, I can't remember the exact amount. And also the divorce, he settled his divorce with her, paid her $7 million. But now is suing his lawyer. Again, if you don't have a chart, start making your chart, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he is now suing his lawyer for malpractice for telling him to settle with Amber Hurt for uh, a certain amount. But then he drops that. Doesn't he end up dropping that one? So I, 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 there's so much going on here that we I can't see straight. But that's the latest right. on him. But, but the latest is now he is accusing Amber Hurt of now painting bruises on herself to make it look like he's hurt he's hurt her now there's allegations back and forth about what they've done during their marriage and and the the what, what's happened but this is the most important thing we all want to mention we got 30 seconds they both sign NDAs, Denise. And NDAs Those are non-disclosure agreements right. about discussing anything about their relationship publicly. And they're both breaking it. And they're both breaking it. So we're going to talk about that briefly. Uh, so hold on and come on back. This is interesting Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff. This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on the radio. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So the Johnny Depp Amber Heard, it was a $50 million defamation lawsuit. I didn't know it was 40 or $50 million that uh, Johnny Depp was going after his former uh, wife, Amber Heard. But the non-disclosure agreements that they both sign, a non-disclosure agreement, those of you who don't understand what those is, most probably do, but is basically, we're not going to talk about what happened during our marriage. And that's smart for Hollywood people or people that are in the entertainment industry because these two people are high-profile people. They don't want their dirty laundry thrown out there because it hurts their opportunities to work in the industry. So what's going on here is they've decided to basically ignore it and they are just throwing mud like crazy. So here's some allegations. Denise and I are going to go over a couple of allegations there. Well, first, let's talk about what caused one of the fights. This is really important. Okay, all right. This is, this so is hilarious. Ready they got this? married pretty suddenly and... Um, 2015, I believe. Yes, in 2015. And... Depp asked for a postnuptial agreement. Now, what is a postnuptial agreement? It's basically a marital agreement between spouses as to if they get divorced, this is how we're going to divide assets. So he asked for her to sign that, is what he's alleging. And then she went berserk and she began throwing bottles at him and she actually caused a bottle to shatter and cut and take off is severing his fingertip. Wow. That's a pretty serious allegation. So that's the first thing that caused her to get upset. According now this is these are all allegations back and forth. So this is what he's claiming to cause okay, you know, this is what caused her to go get upset and start throwing throwing heavy bottles at me, soda cans, burning candles. And then he said, Johnny Depp says, the the straw that broke the camel's back when I decided to basically divorce her is on their way. Apparently, she had some friends with her, that is Amber Heard, at their place. And um, they were leaving to Coachella together. By the way, those who don't know what Coachella is, it's, I'm going to call it a little interesting concert down in Coachella, Southern California, uh, that is... Can get a little bit wild, I'm going to claim, but uh, it's kind of where they're heading out with their friends, and apparently they got in a little fight, and she leaves the penthouse, um, and he wakes up and finds something that's smelly uh, on his bed next to him that either she or one of her friends left for him. That's all I'm going to say. There was something smelly sitting there. Uh, and he's claiming, that is Johnny Depp's claiming, that his former wife, uh, uh, Miss Heard, admitted to their estate manager that that was just a harmless prank that her and her friends had done uh, to think that was funny. So that's he said, that's it, I'm going to divorce. But now they're just throwing, slinging things back and forth, and we're going to follow this because this trial is coming up um, pretty soon, isn't that right? You know what? I, I don't know that I hear of the trial date in this one, but because now we're definitely at the discovery stage, we've got depositions that have been taken, and they have witnesses, and they have a lot of different evidence. Right. I say they're pretty darn close uh, to having a trial date. I know that the other trial that Depp's involved with uh, against his lawyers is coming up soon. Well, here's the other thing, though, Denise, that you, told, you, you brought up is what about her sworn confessions that he's claiming about Amber Heard? What was that that he's claiming about? About, apparently she had sworn confessions of violence? Yeah, she had actually admitted to some of the violence to different people, including their estate manager, where she said the feces was just a harmless prank. So there's a lot of different witnesses. What I think it's something like um, 
Well, there's witnesses for a lot of her anger-related thing. There, uh, Johnny's claiming 24 sworn eyewitnesses, two police officers, and 87 surveillance and audio tapes that of her own sworn, that's Amber, sworn confessions of violence. Now, these are allegations on both sides. We want to say that. When there's a divorce, and Denise, you've handled divorces, it can get ugly. Uh, and not necessarily this isn't a divorce, because that's over with, but now this is a Johnny Depp going after her for $50 million for, for basically, uh, you know, tarnishing his name. Right, by, by giving this interview and then talking about abuse that she suffered, and even though she didn't name him directly, it, there was no question that everybody understood who she was talking about. And this is part of the reason why she became a part of the Me Too movement as well. Right, right. That's how it all started. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about another uh, interesting fella, Assange. So this is the individual that, Denise, you you followed him a, a little tighter than all of us. This is, the, this is WikiLeaks, right? This is WikiLeaks. And um, what's interesting is he's already charged with um, leaking of, you know, hacking and leaking in to get records. He actually assisted Chelsea Manning uh, with getting top secret documents. That's what they're claiming. That's what they're claiming. That's what, that's what they're claiming. Right. Uh, but Chelsea Manning's already done uh, time for that crime. Right. So he's kind of an aiding and abetting uh, her in that crime and then so that was already brought against him and then of course everybody knows that he went and and sought refuge at the um the embassy was it chilean no it's uh, uh um you should ask ecuador me. no salvador uh, no ecuador, ecuador. 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 the ecuadorian yes yeah. the ecuadorian um embassy in england and he stayed there for seven years until he wore out his welcome so to speak so when he wore out his welcome the england immediately arrested him and made him serve 50 weeks for uh, violating um his um arrest because he was initially arrested by England and then he went there and England was then supposed to extradite him to either uh, Switzerland where he was facing charges of sexual assault. Which they dropped and brought back. Yes. You know? And then United States had also made an extradition request related to the um, the Chelsea Manning incident. So then what else did they do? This is going to be exciting, guys, because um, what they did was they brought charges against him now under the Espionage Act. The Espionage Act was enacted in 1917 during World War Two, right, right one, after. One, 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 or, sorry, World War One. Exactly, 17, oh, of course. Right, right. And so the Espionage Act, what does that do? That actually really contains people's abilities to... Um, gather information, to give up information. Um, it prohibited obtaining information, recording pictures, or copying descriptions of any information relating to the national dis- defense with intent or reason to believe that the information may be used for the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nation. Now, this is a kind of a new idea, and what does it do? It puts this act, and it does put the sedate, sedate, um how do you say that word? Sedition. Sedition, thank you, Act. Um, Also here, directly opposed to rights of freedom of speech, rights of free press. Free press. The big thing is the free press. The free press is is, uh, something, because of course Assange is saying, 
I'm we're operating as a press. So here. so yeah. So what's going on is here's with the with the change in the way things are now, where we used to just have the standard normal press, the person on in the newspaper or the or back in the old days the the radio or television. The normal press has changed. They now have a press that's on Yahoo has their own press. So does Google. They have you know in general have press. Now where what what WikiLeaks. is the de- WikiLeaks is that is that is that the the press? Is that under the First Amendment? And the answer is the way that it's it's shifting to everything social media and everything you know instant and and internet. Um, I think that uh, uh, the Supreme Court's going to probably have to eventually look at this. Now, here's a couple of questions. An 855 Law Radio, if you want to uh, opine on this or talk about this, or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Here's the interesting thing that I thought of. It's not just that issue, but the issue is what what about um, um, what about journalists in, in general? Is is he a journalist um, if he just receives something that he did not? Go get or help get, and that's the issue, is whether or not um, WikiLeaks helped kind of basically help Miss Manning crack the code to get into this, get the information. If they did, I think that's a different story, Denise. I agree. But if he didn't and he just received the information and put it out to the press, I think that's a big, strong First Amendment issue. But then we have another issue, guys. Is he under the First Amendment? Is he a citizen of the United States? No, he's not. But I don't think the press is has to be citizens of the United States because the free press includes foreign press Does as it? well because okay. we protect that type of press um, under our concept of free press. Good point. So Good point. I don't know that that's going to – certainly it's going to be a question that's going to have to be answered for sure. Yeah, so right now – here's the stage. Right now they have just – they haven't even got him back here. They're trying to uh, – um, get him back to the United States. Right now, he's still sitting in, in London or in England. They're trying to extradite him back here. That's a fight to whether or not he's going to be extradited back to here. Once they get him here, are they going to win the argument that it is an espionage issue, not a freedom of press issue? This is probably going to go to the Supreme Court, I would think, because everything's changed. Everything's changed. And I wonder who's England going to give Assange to first. Is he going to give it to Switzerland or is he going to give it to the United States? It's very interesting. This is going to be something to watch. And it, the implications are international and global. All I got to say is he got his own Wikipedia page now. So that's what's, hey, he's made it. <laughs> we'll be back. We're going to talk more. We're going to talk about California and Trump, or at least the Trump government, button heads again. There's lawsuits. We'll be right back. The last segment of Radio Law Talk is coming right up right here. So don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So you know Gavin Newsom and Trump are like best friends. Does everybody know that? They, they I think they eat dinner together once a week. They get together. Um, uh, I, and everyone thought that Gerald Brown, uh, at least, well, everyone, let's back up. California is a very liberal um, state. There's no doubt about that. They vote Democrat every. I don't think they've ever not voted Democrat when it comes to the president. Um, but 
Definitely. Um, Reagan was the last time. Yeah, yeah. Reagan. Definitely. Uh, let, let, let's say the governor of California is is more left than most of the people, and Trump and he, I'm sure, don't get along. Yeah, that's true. But they do have something in common. Yes. Do you guys know what the governor of California and Trump have in common? What? Uh, governor Newsom's former wife is dating uh, Trump's Donald Trump Jr. Is he really? Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. And she's been at his rallies, and he says, this is what uh, the best part of Gavin Newsom is. And then he'll bring her up on the stage. And that's his ex-wife. <laughs> Kim- yes. Kim- Kimberly Guilfoyle. Used oh. to be, who used to be on Fox. On Fox and Friends. Yeah. So, right. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's an anecdotal thing that you know about now. There's but, another thing. But here's the here's Oh, there's the another thing? Well, they what? don't share it, but they both know Nancy Pelosi well, because he is her nephew. Correct? Oh, yeah. That's the nepotism. Yeah, right. So, anyway. So. <laughs> another, another tangled web in California. It never <laughs> ends. <laughs> never ends. Well, in federal or state. Right. So, here's what's happening. California is trying to build this high-speed rail to, to uh, according to Gavin Newsom, to stop greenhouse the greenhouse effect. Uh, but what's what's going on is is a couple things that are facts. You don't whether you're right, left, or middle. Number one, the state of California is way over budget with this as usual, and is building us Cal as the train to nowhere. And it's becoming that because they're not getting it finished. And uh, so what has happened is you go get federal funding. Okay, when you get federal funding, you kind of have to lay out what you know what it's for. And part of it was for a high-speed rail from San Francisco to Los Angeles. And that, again, I'm paraphrasing. This is a you know a 20-hour discussion. If you want to get into details, that'll bore us to death, and we don't want to get into. But the the point that uh, that that is going on is. Gavin Newsom stood up in a press conference and and basically said we've abandoned that you know and we're just we just can't as quote has failed to make reasonable progress on that project is what he says uh, or at least what their what their argument is the Federal Railroad Administration which is under the Trump administration but basically their argument is Mr. Newsom you're not following through California is not following through with what they're supposed to do which is put that rail in which is not going to happen it sounds like um, and therefore what we're doing is we're pulling your funding and the funding is just under one billion dollars it's like 900 and something Denise? 28 I think it's 928 million dollar contract right it's between the Federal Railroad Administration and California that's itself exactly right so that's a contract that California was supposed to reach certain achievements by a certain period of time and then the the uh, Federal Railroad Administration would then pay under their um, 928 yes. million to contract. And those of you listening from Alabama and Texas, I know you're happy because this is your federal money coming to work to California that I'm sure you're really happy about. But anyway, um, what's happened here is don't forget, Gavin Newsom's pounding on Trump about his wall. In fact, brought lawsuits saying you cannot use certain monies from the military or whatever to build the wall. And California has brought that lawsuit against Trump. So their argument is now in this, they're saying, oh, this is just political backlash is why the Trump administration or the railroad uh, you know, uh, division of the federal government is pulling our funding. 
Well, I don't know, but the fact is California clearly is not following through what they're supposed to do, but now what's happened again is California has now brought a lawsuit against the Trump administration uh, to say you cannot pull that funding of close to a billion dollars. And Denise, you brought up a good point about who's in charge of funding. Well, my understanding is that Congress approves the funds that went to the Federal Railroad Administration, and it's been earmarked, if you will, for certain projects. So the question becomes, can the Federal Railroad Administration, as part of, I guess, the executive branch, stop that? Isn't it purview of Congress to make that ultimate decision? Because they have all funding decisions made. Right. Congress allocates the money or, or mm-hmm. says, here's a chunk of money, Transportation Department. Here's Here are the earmarks for it. That's yes. where it needs to go. Uh, and then the Transportation Department, if you look at the medical care Marvel under, uh, model under Barack Obama anyway, then the Transportation Department would say, okay, well, thank you. Uh, so we have other rail projects we'll put this to rather than high-speed rail uh, because there was a big move in Congress to not fund the high-speed rail specifically because of the fact that all it had become was cost overruns and no progress. It really is has become a boondoggle uh, because there's just no progress being made there, and the mon- but the money keeps coming in and getting shoveled in. So the Railroad Administration said, well, we've got a lot of other rail projects we can put this money toward. Let's do that. Well, but, of course, California, by the way, California's lawsuit is for $1. Yeah. One dollar. So what are they really seeking? They're trying to seek whether or not uh, the Federal Railroad Administration has violated the contract uh, or they're obligated under the contract to um, complete that contract. How can they violate a contract if the people they're giving the money to aren't doing the work? Because that really is the situation. No, and actually, there's a lot. It, the problem is the coffee overruns on the part of California exactly, side. Exactly. They've entered into contracts with different entities that have not done progress like they're supposed to do. Right. And how much is it supposed to cost now? It's now $77 billion. With a B, $77 right. billion That's dollars what to it's build estimated. this railroad. And realistically, they're thinking by the time inflation, and if these cost overruns continue at the same pace, It'll be over $100 billion. Oh, I bet. Uh, anyway, I bet. So there you go, uh, the United States, all, all our listeners out there, you're paying for California's high-speed rail. Part of the allegations by California mm-hmm. involve a political side. Right. That political it. side Fred already talked about, and it's going to be interesting to see how the court handles that political side yep. as well. Yep. I'm, so I'm going to there's watch this. Lawsuits are going to fly. Guess who's making money? The lawyers. <laughs> but another, there's also things about Trump going on. Now, the judge, uh, this is on uh, May the 20th. That's, I think, was, what, Wednesday or Tuesday? Uh, a, a judge in uh, Washington, D.C., a federal court judge, it's a district judge, by the way, means it's going to be appealed to the appellate court and the Supreme Court, has basically told the accounting firm... Uh, uh, and basically the banks of, of uh, Trump to turn over his accounting records uh, to the uh, House Oversight Committee. So uh, well, interesting thing is, it, it was, and again, I'm not saying that there's any impropriety, but this is an Obama uh, judge that, that Obama um, put in and, and basically said, look, in some, the, the judge said, look, if you can uh, impeach a, uh, an individual like Trump, 
the Congress can also investigate. investigate. And so that's a good argument that the judge is making that, look, if you can impeach him, you can investigate to whether or not to impeach him. I, I totally agree and with you. And there's a related case now even to this. The subpoenas that were issued to Deutsche Bank and Citibank, uh, the judge has come back on that. And th- that judge has also come back and said we have to honor the subpoenas, the congressional subpoenas for those records, and those records have to be produced. Now, this is the interesting backstory to this is that it involves compliance staff, staff and anti-money laundering specialists from the Deutsche Bank. So this is going to be a very interesting kind of a dichotomy, I but, think. But as of a few days ago, the Trump administration has appealed. So it's, it's going to go up on appeal. We're just barely touching this. We, can't, we have no time to get but into this. But who is it going to be that's the appellate judge? Merrick Garland, the, the one that the Republicans blocked, the Obama judge right. that the Republicans right. blocked to the Supreme Court. Well, Isn't then, that exciting? And then after that, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, you know absolutely. it's going to go to the Supreme Court. But this is very interesting stuff that we're going to talk about, but it's starting to fly. Hey, again, without this stuff, Radio Law Talk does not exist. So here we go. Now it's time for Quick Takes. Hey, you know what? We're gonna I'm going to give the quick take for Todd Cunin, who had to step out. Todd's quick take is... Michael Avenatti is living up to his last name. Very good. Denise, what's your quick take? My quick take is let's talk about missed opportunities. Depp missed the opportunity to check the DNA of the defecation on his bed. Oh, good point. Could have done that. Fred, do you have a quick take that's, for us? That, that's, a dirty, that's a dirty thing. Yeah, <laughs> ew. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, those of you who have children playing football, basketball, or football, maybe it's not such a bad thing if they're sitting in front of a video game with the amount of money esports is making now. Mm. Well, thank you for joining us, Denise, myself, Todd, and our producer, Cal Hunter. Remember, Pacific Time, we are 9 to noon live. If you are listening to us uh, at any other time, we welcome you or go to our website, www.radiolawtalk.com and listen to our podcast. Thank you. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.